Act Three of the Purgatory of St. Patrick by Pedro Calderon de la Barca, translated by Dennis Florence McCarthy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act the Third A Street, It Is Night. Scene One one paul dressed ridiculously as a soldier and luis ennius very pensive yes the day would come i knew after long procrastination when a word of explanation i should ask to have with you come with me you said though dark off i trudged with heavy heart to point out to you the part where at morn you could embark. Then again, with thundering voice, thus you spoke, Where must I fly? Choose to come with me, or die. And since you allowed a choice, of two wills I chose the worst, which, sir, was to go with you. As your shadow, then I flew, Across the sea to England first, then to Scotland, then to France, then to Italy and Spain, round the world and back again, as in some fantastic dance, not a country, great or small, could escape you, till, good lack, here we are in Ireland back. Now, sir, I plain one paul being perplexed to know what draws you here now with beard and hair grown so long your speech your air changed so much would ask the cause why you these disguises wear you by day ne'er leave the inn but when cold night doth begin you a thousand follies dare without bearing this in mind that now we are in a land wholly changed from strand to strand where in fact we nothing find as we left it the old king died despairing and his heir lesbia now the crown doth wear for her sister hapless thing poor polonia oh that name do not mention do not kill me by repeating what doth thrill me to the centre of my frame as with lightning yes i know that at length polonia died yes our host was at her side he himself has told me so when they found her dead and cease of her death oh speak no more tis sufficient to deplore and to pray that she's at peace leaving heathen sin and crime all the people far and near are become good christians here for one patrick who some time now is dead is patrick dead so i from our host have heard Luis aside. Badly have I kept my word, but proceed. The teaching spread of the faith of Christ, and gave, as a proof complete and whole, 
of the eternity of the soul the discovery of a cave oh it's the very name doth send terror through me yes i have heard of that cave and every word made my hair to stand on end those who in the neighbourhood dwell see wonders every day since mid terror and dismay in your melancholy mood you will no one hear or see ever locked within your room it is plain you have not come ought to learn how strange they be of these things it doth appear of the work you are about satisfy my foolish doubt and say why we have come here to your questions thus i yield yes i forced you as you mention from your house and my intention was to kill you in the field but i thought it best instead you to make my steps attend as my comrade and my friend shaking off the mortal dread which forbade me to endure any stranger and in fine that your arms being joined with mine i might feel the more secure many a land both far and near passing through you fared right well and now answering i will tell why it is that we come here and tis this i come to slay here a man who did me wrong tis for this i pass along muffled in this curious way hiding country dress and name and the night suits best for me for my powerful enemy can the first position claim in the land since i avow why i hither have been led listen now how i have sped in my project until now i three days ago was brought to this city in disguise for two nights beneath the skies i my enemy have sought in his street and at his door twice a muffled figure came and disturbed me in my aim twice he called and stalked before him i followed in the street but when i the figure neared suddenly he disappeared as if wings were on his feet i this third night have brought you that should this mysterious shape come again he shan't escape being caught between us two who he is we then shall see two who are they you and i i'm not one not one how why no sir no i cannot be one nor half a one these stories faith would frighten fifty hectares what know i of lady spectres or of lord don purgatories all through life i've kept aloof from the other world's affairs shunning much superfluous cares but my courage put to proof bid me face a thousand men and if i don't cut and run from the thousand nay from one never trust to me again for i think it quite a case fit for bedlam 
if so high that a man would rather die than just take a little race. Such a trifle! Sir, to me life is precious. Leave me here, where you'll find me, never fear. Here's the house. Tonight I'll be, Philip, your predestined fate. Now we'll see if heaven pretends to defend him and defends. Watch here, you, beside the gate. Scene two. A muffled figure, Luis and Paul. There's no need to watch, for hither someone comes. A lucky mortal am I, if the hour draws nigh, that will two revenges offer, since this night there then will be naught to interrupt my project, slaying first this muffled figure, and then Philip, slow and solemn, comes this man again. I know him by his gait, but whence this horror that comes o'er me as I see him, this strange awe that chills, that shocks me? Louis Aeneas. Sir, I've seen you here the last two nights. Your object, if you call me, wherefore fly thus? If tis me you seek, why mock me by retiring? Follow me. Then you will know my name. I'm stopped here in the street by a little business. To be quite alone imports me. Wherefore first by killing you, I'll be free to kill another. He draws his sword, but merely cuts the air. Draw then, draw your sword or not. Thus the needful path I shorten to to acts of vengeance heavens i but strike the air cut nothing sever nothing else quick paul stop him as he stalks off yonder near to you i'm bad at stopping then your footsteps i will follow everywhere until i learn who you are aside in vain his body do I strive to pierce? O oh, heavens, lightnings flash from off my sword here, but in no way can I touch him, as if sword and arm were shortened. Exit following the figure, striking at it without touching it. Scene three, Philip, Paul. Paul aside. God be with you both. But scarce has one vanished when another comes to haunt me. Why, I'm tempted by strange phantoms and hobgoblins, like another San Antonio. In this doorway I'll ensconce me, till my friend here kindly passes. Love, ambitious, bold, deep-plotted, with the favours of a kingdom, me thou makest a prosperous lover to the desert fled polonia where mid savage rocks and forests citizen of mighty mountains islander of lonely grottoes she doth dwell to lesbia leaving crown and kingdom through a stronger greed than love i lesbia court 
for a queen is worth my homage from her trellis i have come from a sweet and pleasant converse but what's this each night i stumble on a man here on my doorstep who is there paul aside to me he's coming why on earth should every goblin pounce on me sir caballero these are names i don't acknowledge he can't speak to me this house is my home which i don't covet may you for an age enjoy it without belays if important business in this street detains you not a word whereon i offer give me room that i may pass paul aside somewhat timid though quite proper goblins can be cowards too yes sir for a certain office i am here go in and welcome i no gentleman would stop here bound for bed nor is it right the condition i acknowledge aside well fine spectres to be sure haunt this street each night i notice that a man here comes before me but when i approach him softly hereabouts on my own threshold i as now have always lost him but what matters this to me exit paul draws his sword and makes several flourishes as he's gone the right and proper thing is this stay stay cold shadow whether you're a ghost or ghostess i can't reach it why by heaven ere alone i cut and chop here but if this is he we wait for in the night-time like two blockheads faith he is a lucky fellow to have got to bed so promptly but another noise i hear sounding from that dark street yonder tis of swords and angry voices there i run to reconnoitre exit scene four another street the muffled figure and luis sir already we have issued from the street if aught there stopped us we are here alone and may hand to hand resume the combat and since powerless is my sword thee to wound i throw me on thee to know who thou art declare art thou demon man or monster what no answer then i thus dare myself to solve the problem he tears the cloak from the figure and finds beneath it a skeleton and find out oh save me heaven god what's this i see what horrid spectacle what frightful vision what death-frightening fearful portent stiff and stony coarse who art thou that of dust and ashes formed now dost live not know thyself this is thy most faithful portrait i alas am lewis Aeneas. disappears save me heaven 
what words of horror save me heaven what sight of woe prey of shadows and misfortunes ah i die he falls on the ground scene five paul luis it is the voice of my master succor cometh opportunely now in me sir why return dread monster i am overwhelmed i faint here at your voice all aside god help his noodle he's gone mad dread monster no i am one paul that donkey who not knowing why or wherefore is your servant ah good honest paul i knew you not so frightened am i but at that why wonder if myself i do not know did you see a fearful course here a dead body with a soul an apparent man supported by his skeleton alone bones from which the flesh had rotted fingers rigid gaunt and cold naked trunk uncouth abhorrent vacant spaces whence the eyes having fallen left bare the sockets whither has he gone if i saw that ghost upon my honour i could never say i saw it for more dead than that dead body i have fallen on the other side at the moment and no wonder for my voice was mute my breath choked my heart's warm beat forgotten clothed with ice were all my senses shod with lead my feet my forehead cold with sweat i saw suspended heaven's two mighty poles upon me the brief atlases sustaining such a burden being my shoulders it appeared as if there started rocks from every tender blossom giants from each opening rose for the earth's disrupted hollows wished from out their graves to cast forth the dead who lay there rotten ah among them i beheld louis ennius heaven be softened hide me hide me from myself bury me in some deep corner of earth's centre let me never see myself since no self-knowledge have i had but now i have it now i know i am that monster of rebellion who defied in my madness pride and folly god himself the same whose crimes are so numerous 
and so horrid that it were slight punishment if the whole wrath of the godhead was outpoured on me and whilst god was god eternal torments i should have to bear in hell but i have this further knowledge they were done against a god so divine that he has promised to grant pardon if my sins i with penitent tears acknowledge such i shed and lord to prove that to-day to be another i begin being born anew to thy hands my soul i offer not as a strict judge then judge me for the attributes of the godhead are his justice and his mercy with the latter not the former judge me then and fix what penance i shall do to gain that object what will be the satisfaction of my life music within the purgatory bless me heaven what's this i hear a sweet strain divine and solemn it appears a revelation from on high since heaven doth often help mysteriously the sinner and since i herein acknowledge a divine interposition i will go into the purgatory called of patrick and fulfil humbly faithfully the promise which i gave him long ago if it is my happy fortune to see patrick if the attempt is as rumour hath informed me most terrific since no human strength avails against the horrors of the place or resolution to endure the demon's torments still my sins i must remember were as dreadful skilful doctors give for dangerous diseases dangerous remedies to stop them come then with me paul and see how here penitent and prostrate at the bishop's feet i'll kneel and confess for greater wonder all my awful sins aloud go alone then for that project since so brave a man as you are has no need of an accomplice and there's no one i have heard of who e'er went to hell escorted by his servant i'll go home and live pleasantly in my cottage without care if ghosts there be i'm content with matrimony exit public were my sins and so public penance i will offer in atonement like one crazed crying in the crowded crossways i'll confess aloud my crimes men wild beasts rude mountains forests globes celestial flinty rocks tender plants dry elms thick coppice know that i am louis ennius tremble at my name that monster once of pride as now i am of humility the wonder i have faith and certain hope 
of great happiness before me if in god's great name shall patrick aid me in the purgatory exit scene six a wood in the centre of which is seen a mountain from which polonia descends polonia to thee o lord my spirit climbs to thee from every lonely hill i burn to sacrifice my will a thousand and a thousand times and such my boundless love to thee i wish each will of mine a living soul could be would that my love i could have shown by leaving for thy sake instead of that poor crown that pressed my head some proud imperial crown and throne some empire which the sun surveys through all its daily course and gilds with constant rays this lowly grot neath rocks uphurled in which i dwell though poor and small a spur of that stupendous wall the eighth great wonder of the world doth in its little space excel the grandest palace where a king doth dwell far better on some natural lawn to see them mourn its gems bestrew or watch it weeping pearls of dew within the wide arms of the dawn or view before the sun the stars drive o'er the brightening plain their swiftly fading cars far better in the mighty main as night comes on and clouds grow grey to see the golden coach of day drive down amid the waves of spain but be it dark or be it bright o lord i praise thy name by day and night than to endure the inner strife the spacious glare that real weight of pomp and power and pride and state and all the vanities of life how would we shudder could we deem that life itself in truth is but a fleeting dream scene seven luis polonia luis aside to my purpose on i go with footsteps firm and bosom brave seeking for that mysterious cave wherein the pitying heavens will show how i salvation there may gain by bearing in this life the purgatorial pain to polonia tell me o holy woman thou who in these wilds a home hast found a dweller in this mountain ground obedient to some sacred vow which is the road to patrick's cave where penitential man his soul in life may save o happy traveller who here has come so far in storm and shine within this treasury divine to feel and find salvation near well can i guide thee on thy way since tis for this alone amid these wilds i stray seest thou this mountain ah i see my death in it polonia aside my heart grows cold ah who is this that i behold luis aside i cannot think it is it she polonia aside tis louis now i know louis aside perhaps illusion it may be to baffle my intent and lead my erring feet astray to polonia proceed polonia aside 
Say, can it be to conquer me the common enemy doth send this spectre here? You do not speak. Attend. This mighty mountain, rock bestrown, full well the dreaded secret knows, but no one to its centre goes by any path or land alone. He who would see this wondrous cave must in a bark put forth and tempt the lake's dark wave. Aside. I struggle with a wish to wreak revenge, which pity doth subdue. Luis, aside. It doth my happiness renew once more to see and hear her speak. Polonia, aside. Within me opposite thoughts contend. Luis, aside. Ah, me, I die. You do not speak. Attend. This darksome lake doth all surround the lofty mountain's ragged base. And so to reach the awful place, an easy passage may be found. A sacred convent in the island stands, midway between the mountain and the sands. Some pious priests inhabit there, and for this task alone they live, with loving zeal to freely give the helping hand, the strengthening prayer, confession and the holy mass, and every needful help to all who thither pass telling them what they first must do before they dare presume to go alive within the realm of woe aside let not this enemy subdue my soul o lord luis aside my hopes are fair let me not feel o lord the anguish of despair seeing before my startled sight my greatest deepest crime arise let not the fiend my soul that tries subdue me in this dreadful fight polonia aside against what a powerful foe must i defend myself to-day you do not speak attend with quicker speed your story tell for well i know my soul hath need that i should go with swifter speed and me it doth import as well that you should go away agreed now woman point the way to where my path doth lead no one accompanied can brave the terrors of this gloomy lake and so a skiff you needs must take and try alone the icy wave being in that most trying strait the absolute master of your acts and fate come where within a secret cave beside the shore the boat doth lie and trusting in the lord on high embark upon the crystal wave of this remote lone inland sea my life and all i have i place o lord in thee and so i trust me to the bark but o oh, my soul what sight is here a coffin doth the bark appear and i upon the waters dark alone must cross the icy tide he enters o oh, turn not back but follow and confide luis within i've conquered sweet polonia's shade since sight of thee has not undone my shuddering soul and i have won here in this babylon delayed 
or a wrath enrage the victory louise within thy feigned resemblance does not frighten me though thou dost take a form might tempt my steps astray and make me turn despairing from my way thy fear doth badly thee inform poor to be brave and rich to be afraid for i polonia am and not her shade the same that thou didst slay but who by god's decree restored to life even in this misery is happier far to-day louise within since i my sinful state confess and feel too well its fearful weight thy wrong oh pardon too i give it and approve of thy design louise within my faith at least i never will resign that grace will be thy safeguard louise within then adieu adieu louise within may god in pity save and bring thee back victorious from the cave scene eight the entrance of a convent at the end of the cave of patrick two canons regular afterwards louise see the waters of the lake move although no breeze doth blow without doubt to-day some pilgrim roweth to this island shore come unto the strand to see who can be so brave and bold as to seek our gloomy dwelling crossing the dark waters all enter louise here my boat my coffin rather on the billows i bestow who his sepulchre has ever steered as i through fire and snow what a pleasant spot is this here has spring methinks invoked flowers of high and low degree to assemble at her court but this dismal mountain here how unlike the plain below yet they are the better friends by the contrasts that they show there the mournful birds of prey hoarsely croak presaging woe here the warblers in their joy charm us with their tuneful notes there the torrents leaping headlong fright us with their frenzied roar here the crystal streamlets gliding mirror back the sun's bright gold halfway twixt that ugliness and this beauty i behold a plain building whose grave front fear and love at once provokes happy wanderer who here hast arrived with heart so bold come unto my arms the ground that you tread on suits me more oh for charity conduct me to the prior of your fold to the abbot of this convent though unworthy you behold him in me speak what's your wish father if my name i told i'm afraid that swiftly flying with a terror uncontrolled you would leave me for my works are so shocking to unfold that to see them not the sun wraps him round in morning robes 
i am an abyss of crimes a wild sea that has no shore i am a broad map of guilt and the greatest sinner known yes in me to tell it briefly in one comprehensive word here my breath doth almost fail me louis ennius behold i come here this cave to enter if for sin so manifold aught can ever satisfy let my penance thus atone to the bishop of hibernia i've confessed and am absolved who informed of my intention with a gracious love consoled all my fears and unto thee sent these letters i unfold do not in a single day take my son a step so bold for these things require precaution more than can at once be told stay here as our guest some days then at leisure we can both see about it and decide no my father no oh no never from the ground i'll rise where here prostrate i am thrown till you grant to me this good it was god that touched my soul and inspired me to come here not a vain desire to know not ambition to find out secrets god perchance withholds do not baffle this intention for the call is heaven's alone o oh, my father yield in pity with me in my griefs condole give my sorrows consolation heal the anguish of my soul louise you have not considered what you ask of me you know nothing of the infernal torments you must bear to undergo these your strength is insufficient many are there more the woe who go in but few alas who return your threats forebode much but still they fright not me for i do protest i go but to purge away my sins which if numbered are much more than the atoms of the sun and the sands upon the shore i will ever have my hope firmly fixed upon the lord at whose holy name even hell is subdued the fervid glow of your words compels me now to unlock the awful doors louise you behold the cave see he opens the mouth of the cave oh save me gracious god what dismayed no not dismayed still it scared me to behold i admonish you again for no lesser cause to go than a firm belief that there for your sins you may atone father i am in the cave listen to my voice once more men and wild beasts skies and mountains day and night and sun and moon to you all i here protest i a thousand times make known that i enter here to suffer torments for my sins untold for so great so dread a penance is but little to atone for such sins as mine believing that the cave salvation holds enter then and in your mouth as within your heart's deep core be the name of jesus 
be with me lord o gracious lord for here armed but with thy faith i am pitted gainst my foe in the open field that name will my enemy o'erthrow crossing myself many times i advance oh save me god he enters the cave which they close of the many who have entered none has equal courage shown oh enable him just jesus to resist the demon host and their wiles relying ever upon thee divinest lord exunt scene nine lesbia philip leoger the captain and polonia before we reach the place whither you wish to lead us for a space let us say why we came to see you here to-day a definite aim all of us here has brought speak as we go whatever be your thought still following where i lead for i a sight that doth all sights exceed will bring you here to see what then our wishes were you hear from me polonia you desired in this wild mountain waste to live retired making of me the heir while living of your kingdom i would share with you in turn my plans however small and so i hither come to tell you all my will is in your hands i ask not counsel sister but commands a single woman scarce can ever be strong enough through advice and of necessity she must be married yes and if your choice has fallen on philip i may well rejoice for then to me you owe both crown and husband may you live whilst glow the sun's bright beams that orb which dies at night and phoenix of its rays is born with morning's light then since you thus have gained your wish ye too now free and unconstrained listen to what i tell and all who hear me listen too as well with all the outward show of fervour came a man whom we all know seeking for patrick's cave to enter there and so his soul to save he entered it and cometh forth to-day and tis because my terror and dismay are balanced by my wonder that with me i bring you to behold this holy prodigy i do not tell you who he is lest fear should so my heart make craven that i ne'er could reach the end i sought tis for this object that you here are brought it is but only right that i should mingle terror with delight if strength from him hath fled and he extended in the cave lies dead at least twill show his punishment and if he comes we'll know the mystery that is here if safe he comes who cometh forth through fear perhaps he may not speak but flying men some solitude may seek to leave and die alone what mighty mysteries lie here unknown the time is opportune that we come here for the religious whom we see draw near all bathed in tears nor go to the cave's mouth in solemn silent row to throw the gates aside scene ten the procession advances to the cave the gates are opened by the prior and his assistants luis ennius comes forth astonished the same 
and those of heaven o lord keep open wide to penitent tears and sighs may this poor sinner from these dungeons rise this dark and dismal place where never shines the radiance of thy face the gate is opened oh what happiness tis louise bless me heaven in pity bless ah is it possible that i am here again on earth after so many a year and that once more i see the light of the sun how rapt how dazed is he embrace us all my son my arms were prison chains to every one polonia since thou'rt here thy pity i may claim without a fear and thou o philip know that thrice an angel saved thee from the blow of my sharp sword two nights i watched for thee to slay thee may my error pardoned be now flying from myself oh let me hide and in some wilderness abide far from the world in solitude and pain for he who saw what i have seen would fain so suffering live so die then on the part of god o aeneas i command thee what thou hast seen at once to say so sacred a command i must obey and that the startled world may now begin a better course and man from mortal sin my words may waken like some midnight wail listen o grave assembly to my tale after all the preparations fit and solemn were effected which in such a perilous case might be needed and expected and when i from all around me firm in faith with courage strengthened tenderly farewell had taken this dark cavern here to enter i my trust reposed in god and my lips repeating ever those mysterious mystic words at which even the demons tremble i then placed me on the threshold where until as expected they would close the gate i stood it was closed and i remember then i found me in black night whence the light was so ejected that i closed on it mine eyes a strange way it seems but certain to see better in the dark with my lids thus closed together on i went and felt a wall which in front of me extended and by following it and groping for about the length of twenty paces came upon some rocks and perceived through a small crevice of this rugged mountain wall that a doubtful glimmer entered of a light that was not light and when the day the dark disperses of tis morning or not morning oft the twilight is uncertain with a light steps a path pursuing by the left-hand side i entered when i felt a strange commotion the firm earth began to tremble and upheaving neath my feet ruin and convulsion threatened stupefied i stopped there when with a voice which woke my senses from forgetfulness and fainting loud a thunder-clap re-echoed 
and the ground on which i stood bursting open in the centre it appeared as if i fell to a depth where i lay buried in the loosened stones and earth which had after me descended then i found me in a hall built of jasper where the presence of the chisel was made known by its ornate architecture through a door of bronze twelve men then advanced and came directly where i stood who clothed alike in unspotted snow-white dresses with a courteous air received me and too humbly did me reverence one who seemed to be among them the superior said remember that in god you place your faith and that you are not dejected in your battle with demons for if moved by what they threaten or may promise you turn back you will have to dwell for ever in the lowest depths of hell amid torments most excessive angels were these men for me and so greatly was i strengthened by their counsel and advice that revived i once more felt me on a sudden then the whole hall unto mine eyes presented nothing but infernal visions fallen angels the first rebels and in forms so horrible so disgusting that resemblance it would be in vain to look for and one said to me demented reckless fool who here hast wished prematurely to present thee to thy destined punishment and the pains that thou deservest if thy sins are so immense that thyself must needs condemn them since thou in the eye of god never can have hope of mercy why hast thou come here thyself to endure them back on earth then go oh go and end thy life and as thou hast lived so perish then again thou'lt come to see us for hath hell prepared already that dread seat in which thou must sit for ever and for ever i did answer not a word and then giving me some heavy blows my hands and feet they bound tying them with thongs together and then caught and wounded me with sharp hooks of burning metal dragging me through all the cloisters where they lit a fire and left me headlong plunged amid the flames i but cried o oh, jesus help me at the words the demons fled and the fire went out and ended then they brought me to a plain where the blackened earth presented fruits of thistles and of thorns stead of pink and rose sweet-scented here a biting wind passed by which with subtle sharpness entered even my bones whose faintest breath like the keenest sword-edge cleft me here in the profoundest depths sadly mournfully lamented myriad souls their parents cursing from whose loins they had descended such despairing shrieks and cries 
such blaspheming screams were blended such atrocious oaths and curses so repeated and incessant that the very demons shuddered i passed on and in a meadow found me next whose plants and grasses were all flames which waved and bent them as when in the burning august wave the gold ears altogether so immense it was the sight never could make out where it ended this red field and in it lay an uncountable assemblage all recumbent in the fire through their bodies and their members burning spikes and nails were driven these with feet and hands extended were held nailed upon the ground vipers of red fire the entrails gnawed of some while others lying with their teeth in maniac frenzy bit the earth and some there were piecemeal who themselves dismembered and who seemed to die but only to revive and die for ever there the ministers of death flung me from them bound and helpless but at the sweet name of jesus all their fury fled and left me i passed on and found me where some were cured by a strange method of their cruel wounds and torments led and burning pitch were melted and being poured upon their sores made a cautery most dreadful who that hears me will not mourn who that hears this awful lesson will not sigh and will not weep will not fear and will not tremble then i saw a certain building out of which bright rays extended from the windows and the doors as when conflagration settles on a house the flame bursts forth where an opening is presented this they told me is the villa of delights the bath of pleasures the abode of the luxurious where are punished all those women who were in the other life from frivolity excessive too much given to scented waters unguents rouges baths and perfumes i went in and there beheld in a tank of cold snow melted many lovely women bathing with an upturned look of terror underneath the water they were the prey of snakes and serpents for the fishes and the sirens of this sea they represented in the clear transparent crystal stiff and frozen were their members icy hard their hair was lifted chattering struck their teeth together passing out the demons brought me to a mountain so tremendous in its height that as it rose through the sky its peak dissevered if it did not tear and rend the vast azure veil celestial in the middle of this peak a volcano stood which belching flames appeared as if to spit them in the very face of heaven from this burning cone this crater fire at intervals ascended in which issued many souls who again its womb re-entered 
oft repeating and renewing this ascending and descending at this time a scorching wind caught me when i least expected blowing me from where i stood so that instantly it set me in the depths of that abyss i too was shot up a second wind-gust came with that it brought myriad legions who impelled me rudely to another part where it seemed i saw assembled all the other souls i had seen but who here were all collected and though this was the abode where the pains were most excessive i remarked that all therein faces bore of glad expression countenances calm and sweet no impatience in their gestures or their words but with their eyes fixed on heaven as if thus set there to ask mercy ever weeping tears of tenderness and penance that it was the purgatory i at once by this detected where the happy souls are purged from their more venial offences i was not subdued even here though the demons stormed and threatened me the more i rather felt by the sight renewed and strengthened then they seeing that they could not shake my constancy presented to my eyes their greatest torments that which is in an especial sense called hell and so they brought me to a river all the herbage of whose banks was flowers of fire and whose stream was sulphur melted the dread monsters of its tide were the hydras and the serpents it was very wide and o'er it was a narrow bridge suspended which but seemed a line no more and so delicate and slender that in my opinion no one without breaking it could ever pass across look here they said by this narrow way tis destined thou must cross see thou the means and for thy o'erwhelming terror see how those have fared who tried before thee and then directly i saw those who tried to pass fall into the stream where serpents tore them in a thousand pieces with their claws and teeth's sharp edges i invoked the name of god and could dare with it to venture to the other side to pass without yielding to the terror of the winds and of the waves though they fearfully beset me yes i passed and in a wood so delightful and so fertile found me that in it i could after what had passed refresh me on my way as i advanced cedars palms their boughs extended trees of paradise indeed as i may with strictness term them all the ground being covered over with the rose and pink together formed a carpet in whose hues white and green and red were blended there the amorous song-birds sang tenderly their sweet distresses keeping with the thousand fountains of the streams due time and measure then upon my vision broke a great city proud and splendid which had even the sun itself for its towers and turrets endings 
or the gates were of pure gold into which had been inserted exquisitely diamonds rubies topaz chrysolite and emerald ere i reached the gates they opened and the saints in long procession solemnly advanced to meet me men and women youths and elders boys and girls and children came all so joyful and contented then the seraphim and angels in a thousand choirs advancing to their golden instruments sang the symphonies of heaven after them at last approached the most glorious and resplendent patrick the great patriarch who his gratulations telling that i had fulfilled my word ere i died as he expected he embraced me all displaying joy and gladness in my welfare thus encouraged he dismissed me telling me no mortal ever while in life that glorious city of the saints could hope to enter that once more unto the world i should go my days to end there finally my way retracing i came back quite unmolested by the dark infernal spirits and at last the gate of entrance having reached you all came forward to receive me and attend me and since i from so much a danger have escaped oh deign to let me pious fathers here remain till my life is happily ended for with this the history closes as it is to us presented by dionysius the carthusian with henricus salteriensis matthew paris ranulf higden and caesarius heisterbeckensis marcus marullus mombritius david roth the prudent prelate and vice-primate of all ireland belaminus demus serpi bede jacobus and solinus messinam and to express it in a word the christian faith and true piety that defend it for the play is ended where its applause i hope commences the end end of act three end of the purgatory of saint patrick by pedro calderon de la barca translated by dennis florence mccarthy